Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome to Solo in the City. I'm Cheryl Vesner, the founder of Solo in the City, and today... I'm pleased to welcome back because she was my co-host in May and she's coming back as a kind of birthday present to me because it's next week. Um, the founder as well of womenonthefence.com and Hadri, which is this incredible new item I'm going to tell you ladies about afterwards. So Erica, welcome to the show, Erica Diamond. Thank you for having me. Thrilled to be here. So, okay, I'm going to touch on this right now because I'm going on vacation and I'm really excited about this because I like looking great on the beach and my hair sometimes is crazy and you do have this new product out there that people can purchase and be stylish all the time and first, groomed. First of all, you always look great. <laughs> Thank you very beach much. Beach or street, doesn't matter. And yes, it's a great, it's it's actually um, an invention that, you know, is UV and keeps your hair dry and you can look stylish and glam at the beach and actually keep your hair protected while you're there. So ladies, if you're solo in the city and you're traveling, because this is what the show's all about today also, mm-hmm. well, kind of, it's long distance dating. Um, and obviously, most of the time you have to travel to meet somebody to have a long distance relationship. So if you are traveling this summer and want to look great because you never know who you're going to meet at the pool or at the beach, um, definitely a product to uh, buy. So, um, you know, this traveling and meeting new people, I know I've done this actually. Uh, I've been in several long distance relationships since I got divorced Mm -hmm. and as exciting as it was and as, you know, impromptu as it was to meet somebody and then really connect and think, you know, could this work? It hasn't done that as yet. It did not work for me. And um, what do you think? You think you could be in a long distance relationship if you weren't married? Oh, my goodness. So I feel like I've said this before on your show, but I'm 41. I've been with my husband since I'm 19. <laughs> so, I know. So the You're... thought of another man in a long distance relationship it couldn't be more foreign. But I have to say, I could see how it could work <laughs> for a while at the beginning, you know, um, as you're discovering each other. But then when you want to be together, I could see it being frustrating. And then I see it not kind of being a real picture of how a couple really is, because you really don't know someone until you live with them 24 seven until they're snoring on top of you and leaving their underwear in the bathroom floor. Well, if he's snoring, you. he's not on top of me. He's in another room. Okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's for sure. That's about living apart together. That's a whole other show. Okay. Actually, we did a show on living apart together. We had Aaron Rand on that show. Yeah. So, you know, the thing about long distance relationships is on one level it really does cultivate and and you know uh, the excitement yeah absence, that's what it cultivates. absence makes the heart grow fonder they say right well actually um statistics no. have shown that it does for men mm-hmm. but not necessarily for women wow interesting yeah you know th- there's been a lot of studies on that but anyway um this is what the show is going to be all about today and uh, it's going to be really exciting and and i'm looking forward to it because i have my points of view on it and i i'm very definite about Mm -hmm. how i feel and when it when it works and when it doesn't and for how long it works you know it's all about the expiration date on a relationship right right? it doesn't seem like something that is feasible for very long term well someone has to make a decision i feel like someone has to get off the fence at a certain point (laughs) there you go and make the decision are we doing this together or are we you know breaking and actually that's something that you kind of have to discuss at the very beginning because otherwise you do go on and on and on and uh, then you find you're two years down the road and nobody's ready to move so somebody has to be ready to move 
the beginning. When you decide that you want to be in this exclusive relationship, you have to kind of talk that out. Anyway, we're going to talk a lot about that, but I do want to discuss a couple other things here. And, you, you know, um, one of the things that they were saying was, um, on a study I was uh, reading about, was divorce men, when they become divorced, completely change their eating habits. Like 25% of men eat less fruits and less vegetables. You're, you're shaking your head I'm laughing. because you're, you're my laughing. Husband, I don't think my husband would put a fruit or vegetable in his mouth <laughs> if we got divorced. He wouldn't eat salmon. He wouldn't eat his omega-3s. I, I could I could vote for that in my in my relationship for sure. I keep him straight, I think. I keep him healthy. I try. <laughs> well, I think we all try to eat a little healthier, but they do say that women tend to um, kind of stay on track. But I did have this discussion, actually, last night over dinner with uh, a woman, and um, her name is Tracy Satoff, and she happens to be um, a nutritionist yeah. and a very good trainer as well. And Tracy was saying that she works with a lot of couples and um, a lot of single men, a lot of single women. And in her experience, though, women binge more than guys do, which is also kind of contradictory to that. You know, we tend to, um, you know, feed our, our souls with sweets or wine yeah. or things that might not be too great for our health. So that's a little bit of the opposite as to what this particular study was. But um, I don't know. I think women in general... We eat healthier, I would have thought. Well, I can definitely vouch for that study, <laughs> as I said. My husband, for sure, would eat less fruits and vegetables because I wouldn't, I don't think, be reminding him <laughs> to say, did you have your fruits and vegetables? Um, I, I wonder don't... if it's the same for the younger generation because I see a lot of the younger people in couples, you know, the guys are eating healthier too. They're much yeah. more in, oh, in yeah. Sure. So I wonder if it's also a little bit um, generational when it comes to... Yeah. Um, who's getting divorced. You know, if you're 25 or 28, um, 32, and you had been living on your own, you might have already had and established a good... I, I mean, I definitely see if it's a dark time for men or women, irrespective. I definitely could see patterns of, you know, as, as Tracy said, binge eating or a little bit more wine or more, you know, comfort food um, to kind of as, as, as the wrong thing, the wrong choice to get through a difficult time, you yeah. know, the wrong food choice. 100%. And then the other thing that I was reading about was there's been a study, and uh, the majority of singles, it was saying between 40 and 59, 56% of men and 61% of women consider themselves like not really worried about contracting sexual diseases. Um, and I found that actually shocking. shocking, you know, like that they're just out there you know, kind of doing whatever they want and not thinking about it. And I actually did um, a dating advice video for a couple different companies. And in it, it's very specific about detailing how to have safe sex and how even to date safe, actually. I was watching um, a documentary, I would say, last year that this, they said that STDs are on the rise for... For I mean, men and women over sixty-five. Well, that's uh, a that's a I mean, huge thing going on in, in the I mean, senior yeah. residences. Yeah. I, anyone who thinks that they're exempt at any age is is very naive. It's it's. Anyway. Yeah. No, I I know, and, and I'll leave safe sex to you, Cheryl. You're the expert, <laughs> but but you really, I mean, have to be careful at any age. 
100%. Actually, if you want, you can see those videos at uh, 365 Days to Find Love, which was my original blog, and those videos are available there and as well on Solo in the City. And why I'm saying that, actually, I just want to remind people, if you're listening to the show and if you miss any part of it, you can always go back. You can hear us on iTunes, on SoundCloud. You can even see what's going on in the studio and see uh, Erica's beautiful face and all our guests um, because we are on YouTube as well. So you can follow us on any of those uh, applications and websites. So lots of fun. So, yeah, um, going back to today's topic, I mean, myself, I've been there, you know, and um, I've had a long-distance relationship with somebody in New York. I even contemplated at one time I was in a relationship with somebody in Europe, and I, I had this fantasy, you know, it was a very romantic fantasy. I always thought of living in Italy one day in my life and, and said, okay, you know, how could it work? And maybe I could start going one week a month there and then eventually move there. And then reality sets in. Mm -hmm. And the other part of the reality is that eventually there's going to be a six-hour time difference between me and my children. And if it's hard for me to contact the person that I'm in a relationship with, I'm going to have the same thing with my kids down the road. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot to consider. Anyway, so we're going to talk all about this because coming up next... Um, he was in Moscow. She was in Montreal. We're talking about Heidi Hollinger, the acclaimed photographer, and she's going to be joining us to talk about long-distance relationships and how it worked or didn't for her. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to relating, dating, and mating. Welcome back to Solo in the City. Erica, we have Heidi Hollinger joining us today. She is a world-renowned political photographer, and she's traveled extensively photographing world leaders and as well hosted a TV show called Porte. Datash. So if nobody knows about uh, long-distance dating, or if anybody knows um, about long-distance dating, it would definitely be Heidi Hollinger. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Erica. Hi there. So, okay, you host this show. You also had a long-distance relationship, which started many, many years ago um, in Russia, and then you moved back to Montreal, and then you continued it a little bit. Tell us, do you think long-distance relationships can actually work? It depends. I think it really depends what your situation is, how old you are, you know, what you're juggling at the time. Um, so, for example, my first long-distance relationship was in Russia. I went there for the first time in 1989. I met this guy who I thought was drop-dead gorgeous in Sochi, which nobody ever heard of at the time. And uh, so I invited him to Montreal, and I thought it was a great idea. But uh, after having him in Montreal for a day, I realized that this was <laughs> not <laughs> a good we, idea. Can we get okay. a, a one-way ticket back? <laughs> That's not a lo uh, long-distance relationship. That's like, well, it's kind of like a quickie, but it's not. <laughs> right. So basically, as far as long-distance relationships go, what makes them difficult is that I feel in any relationship it takes a long time to get to know somebody let's say six months and if you're having a long-distance relationship it makes that time a lot longer it stretches out 
Yeah. So that's, that's a great point. That's a, that's a great point. You really can't get to know anybody that well if you if you meet them and if you see them on rare occasions. Well, the difference is also though. There, I, I want to actually touch on this because you're talking about in 1989, I think you said, and and now we're in 2016, and the difference is that a lot of people say. Well, I can speak to them and see them every single day. We FaceTime. You know, we may not be able to touch each other, but we can develop a relationship one-on-one, eye-to-eye contact, which you couldn't do then. Absolutely. Right? That makes a big, it does make a difference in, in the way you can connect with a person long distance. That is true. Because if I'm going to another long distance relationship, which was in 1995, I used to get love faxes. <laughs> Love faxes. What are those? Today we get love texts, love love emojis, yeah. S- Snapchat love ones. Uh, Snapchat, they can disappear as fast as your relationship can in some cases, right? <laughs> <laughs> Send a love letter, boof, it's gone. Yeah, so the fax was a big step up from you know snail mail, but still, yeah, it definitely took a long time to, to get to know somebody. But I agree, and in this day and age, definitely you can keep the connection while you're away. And and when you do meet somebody long distance and they come here, you know, I I met somebody who lived in New York and, you know, we met and it was instant chemistry. But then the minute they came onto soil, like into my territory, you really have to kind of juggle that right away. And the question is for a lot of people, well, they're coming here. We haven't been intimate yet. What is the expectations, right? Because you have to kickstart a relationship and you only have a weekend you know, what do you do with that? Does he stay in a hotel? Is he staying with you? How would you handle something like that, Heidi? Well, I would definitely get someone to stay in a hotel if I had not been with them for very long. And also the fact that I have kids and I would not want to introduce them to the kids too early. Well, would you start? So you've done it in the past. Do you think you would enter into a long distance relationship now or are you focused Montreal, I want a relationship here. I want somebody in my life every day. Well, I am in a relationship right now, so I don't and want any wonderful. other relationship. <laughs> <laughs> and he's wonderful. I love you, babe. Um, but uh, right now, for example, if my boyfriend lived lived away, I would find it very difficult because I have kids, I have a job here, and I find that uh, that at different points in your life, it's 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 more difficult to have a long distance relationship. I, I don't think it's something you choose if given the choice. I think I think long distance relationships are just something that happens. You meet someone on vacation, you meet someone in a chance encounter. But as I said to you, Cheryl, I just I think that there comes a point where someone you have to decide. You ride it out till we figure things out. But I I, I don't think it's sustainable for years on end. I mean, someone has to eventually decide either we're going to get together or this isn't going to work. Right. Yeah. And and I can say from my own experience, because I was in one long distance relationship for a whole year, actually. And it was interesting because at the beginning, I was very direct. I am, you know, looking for somebody to be in my life on a daily basis. And their response was, well, I can move here. And then you find out it's not so easy. And especially, you know, long distance when there's an hourly time difference, first of all, makes it very challenging. You know, like I was saying earlier on in the show, um, you if you're dealing with somebody in Europe or even California, you know, you've got three hours difference. I, I have hard enough time contacting my brother sometimes and finding the right time to speak to them. A relationship, you want to make sure you can connect, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so, but we also have Canada, U.S., 
And that alone is very difficult because it's not so easy for somebody from the U.S. to move to Canada or us Canadians to move there. When I was doing my TV show and uh, about five years ago, I had a long-distance relationship with somebody from Paris. And I have to say that I did 13 cities. Um, we taped 13 cities in one year, and in between I was going back and forth to Paris. That was extremely draining, yeah. and I wouldn't do that again. That's uh, Heidi Hollinger is telling us about her voyages and her, well, a couple of relationships that she had while she was doing her TV show, Pac Tatash. And um, that must have been exciting also, though, because you do meet a lot of different people, and you have to decipher, well, is this somebody that I could actually you know, create a relationship with and, and want to move forward? Because you met so many people during that travel, right? Yeah. Well, in in uh, 2010, I was dating somebody from Paris, and it was somebody that I had met in Montreal, and it was through common friends. So I also find that that is a way to get to know somebody well, to, to see who their friends are. It's different if you just meet somebody on a vacation, and then you come home, and then yeah. you don't know much about them. I, I mean, I can I can appreciate how a little bit... I mean, I know how I feel when my husband goes out of town for like four days and I, <laughs> the passion is hot when he comes back, right? Uh, you know, as we spoke about, at least for myself, Apson does make the heart grow fonder. So I can... I can understand at the beginning when it's, you know, haven't seen this person and the connection when you see each other. But then I think also... It's like you said, Heidi, how do you feel when they actually come into your world? I think that's a, a whole different that's a whole different thing. ball game than like we're together, we see each other, and then they come into my life, my space, my friends, my territory. Do we really connect? Do we really have something? Well, there's also you a know? sense of responsibility there because I know for myself, you know, somebody is moving and we're, we're talking about moving for us to my city and mm -hmm. then when they're here they don't necessarily have you know the work to go to they don't have their friends they don't have their activities that they're they're normally doing so there's a sense of responsibility and I, I know other people uh, friends of mine who live in New York and one who lives in Florida they experience the same thing and and one in in uh, Manhattan is a man and he had a woman that ended up moving there and he said you can move here if you want but understand I you I can't be your whole life. Like I I need you to be independent because that's part of <laughs> that's a whole other conversation. It, well, that is independent a whole other, women. A hundred percent. That's a very much part of it. But you can be independent within a relationship. But you also, if you're in a strange city that's not yours and you don't have your friends, you're relying on the other person to make all the activities and the plans for you. Because right depends. I totally agree with you, but it depends what kind of person you are. Because somebody could be very débrouillard and that's a hundred percent. But it's not the most case. I mean, you do have that every once in a while, and maybe the more time that they spend here. But when they're they're coming in, and especially when they're coming in for a weekend, you're still not necessarily living the reality, as Erica, you keep talking about. Because yeah. the reality, I don't, I don't think is, you're ever living the reality till it's twenty four seven. That's, that's well, just my well, humble <laughs> opinion. I could be completely wrong. Yeah, but I mean, they could be here for a week. But the fact is, for that week, you're still, as you said, you're, you're getting together. There's all this passion. You have this sexual desire and this chemistry going on. And you know, a lot of people might spend two days in bed before they turn around and venture out into the city. And then it's like, now what do you do, right? Your friends are busy doing their thing. They don't know how to connect either because there is friends and at our stage also children to think about. In this yeah, they could thing. be a fish out of water and then you don't actually get to see them for who they are in their environment and what, what they are like. Well, that's one a very important part actually that I believe in is that if you are entering in a long distance 
they could come here, but then you have to get on a plane and or drive or get on a bike, whatever you tra- mode of transportation you're going to use, and go see them in their environment. Anyway, Heidi, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, it's always fun to have you on the show and also learn a little bit more about Heidi Hollinger, the photographer, True Light. Thank you, ladies. I'd love some photography tips. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> I'd love that, too. <laughs> anyway, coming up next on Solo in the Cities uh, Roundtable, or it's what we're calling it now, the Love Table, we're going to be talking about who can go the distance in long-distance relationships. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to getting social and finding love in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. I'm being joined at the love table with Erica Diamond, who's again my co-host this week, and my old co-host, Dan Delmar of CJAD. Welcome back, Dan. Nice to be here, Cheryl. It's nice to be here, too, with you, where it's like old times again. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. And then we also are being joined by Sude Sura. She has an agency called Stance, and she provides a platform for musicians to collaborate with one another um, from across the world and all over the place, right? Welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Perfect uh, perfect person to have on a long distance (laughs) show. Yes, indeed. I do a lot of that. uh, Yeah, I know, and we're going to get to that. (laughs) And Stephanie Arthur, she's a sex and dating contributor for AskMen.com, as well as a blogger for Life... um, Sorry... um, and a blogger behind life for BetweenTheSheets.com and has been a long-distance relationship herself. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Okay, so everybody here has been in a long-distance relationship, except Erica, right? (laughs) We know that. (laughs) Okay, Dan, you know what? You haven't been here for a while, um, so I'm really excited to have you back here. So I want to hear from you. So long-distance, does it work or does it not? It depends. I've been in a few, and I think I learned a a really important lesson after my first one, and, and that was to have a plan. If you don't have a plan, and if you don't see light at the end of the tunnel, it's not going to work. So my mistake at the time was uh, she graduated, she went back home to New York City, and then we just sort of left it open-ended, and it didn't end really well. I mean, we're, we're, we're good now, but it, it, it had a rough ending because we didn't have a plan, we didn't know if we would be in the same city together eventually, and it, uh, it ended very in a very sad way. So I would say it can absolutely work. I'm in one right now, and it is working, um, but uh, it, it requires some, some thought. So amen to that. That's what I keep saying is that you need the plan. So Sude, what about you? You've been in a few long-distance relationships. I have. I have. I've done Paris, New York. I did a little bit of Miami, Toronto. Um, So I'm all over the place with that. Um, My take on long-distance is very different. I see them as experiences. Um, I just live in the moment. I enjoy the moment. I have zero expectation of what comes out of it because oftentimes you end up being disappointed if you put too much pressure on that particular situation um, and at the end of the day you meet incredible people and you go to th- these incredible places and you you learn something new about yourself about the world and that's how I see it for me it's more of a curation of my own life and these people are a reflection of all the things that I love and 
So I guess what's really the difference is one is looking for a relationship and then one is experiencing a moment and just enjoying your life and going through things. And Stephanie, what do you think about that? Because there are two very different aspects about long distance dating versus long distance relationships. Yeah, I think I would totally have to agree. Much like um, Sude, actually, the relationships that I've been in that have involved people from different uh, cities, um, I would hesitate to sort of use the standard sort of or the defining term of relationship, you know what I mean? And kind of, um, you have to have a little bit of flexibility there and some openness. And so to see it more as an experience and maybe a um, relationship that's more sort of like a friendship and in in that sense, I think that that's how I have to look at it because I think um, putting sort of the maybe standard or typical rules and boundaries that you would on a romantic relationship with someone that you're obviously with and spending time with. Um, it doesn't work in that sense. So you can't look at it that way. So then I think one of the things that we have to clarify very early on, and I'd like you to all comment on this, mm -hmm. is not only you know, how we're going to do this, the plan, but what yeah. is the plan? Meaning what is the plan for this relationship? Are we just going to enjoy each other? And yeah. you do your thing when you leave this town. Um, there's no expectations and it's probably even a commitment thing. You know, you're yeah. not, you're yeah. not, you're not entering into a committed relationship. You're entering a relationship for whatever it brings to you then. Yeah, I mean, it depends what, what you're looking for. Uh, there's certainly casual long-distance relationships that are a lot easier. Uh, I happen to be in one right now which is more serious. So then, we, you know, we do have expectations of each other, and it is like a normal relationship. We see each other maybe, at, I think, at least twice a month. And it's just Toronto as well, so it's, it's not that far away. So we, we can almost act like a normal couple, almost. Um, but uh, if but there's the other option too of being more casual and uh, you know it's that's not the option that I have now but it's it's been in the past and it's uh, that also works uh, it really it, you really have to talk about it and define it one way or the other I think so Sude do you think this is something that you're just kind of living life and there are no expectations of a relationship and maybe you don't even know whether you're ready for a committed relationship yet so this is just suiting you fine I, no I definitely know that I'm ready for a relationship it's just that it's really hard to keep the momentum going when you're not physically there with the person. That's been my experience. And uh, unfortunately, I have a thing for creative men. So <laughs> they just happen to be extremely independent. And so am I. So that's why the whole long distance thing works. And that's why when we come together, we can, you know, bounce ideas and have fun with each other. I definitely do want to be in a relationship. But it's really, I just haven't found that person that I can find that click with that I can say, make that commitment and say, okay, we'll see each other twice a month. Or I will go, um, you know, here and, you know, across the world to see you at least, you know, once or twice a month. But I mean, that hasn't happened for me yet for what, me to say. I'd love to know when do you guys think it's time where you're um, in a relationship, serious or not, but in a long distance relationship and you decide to have that conversation where are we going and what are we doing here? Um, are you going to move? Am I going to move? Are we cool with this for the next five years? Like, when do you have that? When is that moment? I guess it's different for every relationship. But when do you know when it's time to sit down and really have that conversation? Are we just having fun? And by the way, I think I, there's something about what she said that was so um, refreshing. And I love Thank the you. honesty. Like, Thanks. you know what? I'm just living experiences. I'm not taking it too seriously. If I find someone whose company I enjoy keeping... I'm going to explore it. And so as a committed 
wife and mother, there's something about <laughs> that that's very eat, pray, love that I think is really cool. And so I wanted to say that, you know, I, I admire your openness and your ad- adventurous side and, you know, less being attached to outcome. I like that. Thank you. And I feel like I represent a whole generation of girls mm-hmm. who are just, you know, single in their 30s who are, who are doing their thing, who are also experiencing that. I feel like I'm just like representing their point of view. Um, I think it's it's more important to be happy than to have expectations. Um, and so eventually a relationship could come out of it if you're just right. kind of chill and about the it. the dude on the panel is the boring <laughs> domestic. <laughs> Actually, poor dime, because you've been in a few long-distance relationships, and yeah. they always left town afterwards. Yeah. We used to talk oh, about dang. this on the yeah. show. So hopefully, hopefully if this is the one, you get it right this time. And, I, I hope yeah. so. I, I think I'm at, I'm at five now. So five wow. serious girlfriends wow. that have left Montreal because they couldn't have found find jobs here you couldn't, for various you, reasons. You didn't Crazy. learn your pattern, right? This is all, uh, this is all about <laughs> although, patterns. Although here. I have to say, I'm sure she's listening tonight on the other end. I'm sure she's like, yes, we're in a committed relationship. You're like, things are serious. So I'm sure she was probably happy. Or maybe not, but I'm sure she was when she's like, things are serious. So Stephanie, do you agree? Because I I happen to agree with um, what Sude was saying is it is also a little bit generational Mm -hmm. um, that women are. But I think guys, too, it's not just the women, right? That everybody is just kind of living their life for the moment right now and with no expectations and letting things happen. Yeah. And I think part of that also has to do with how we're meeting and where we're meeting people. I think if we're being honest, social media um, has a huge impact on where a lot of us are are, are meeting new people um, these days and you kind of can't control location. Now, when you talk social media, you're talking about Facebook and Twitter. Sure, it could be Facebook, it could be Instagram, probably dating sites uh, too. Tinder, I mean, people who are coming in for a weekend for whatever or for a few months in the summer and then you meet them and everything's great, but then it's like, well, wait, this isn't my real life. (laughs) So would you, would you go on, for instance, let's say a match.com and when you're searching, would you start entering a relationship or a conversation? When I say relationship, a conversation with somebody from another city. Um, I think on a dating site, if, if it's that kind of a thing, a match.com or something, probably not. Only because I think I am looking for, if I have control over it, I'm definitely looking for something that's more stable and maybe more permanent. So not intentionally. Well, you know what? This was so much fun. I wish we could go on oh. and on and on and on because um, long distance dating has so many components to it. But I want to thank each of you for coming in and having thank this discussion. Having and you know what? We're going to have to do more of this yeah. because it Definitely. is a very, very heated, long for long That's distance. That's what I learned. It's got a, it's got a lot of layers. It's yeah, got a lot literally. of layers. Anyway, thank you very much, Suday, uh, for joining us. Suday Sarai, and as well, Stephanie Arthur and Dan Delmar for joining us and sharing his escapades long distance or not. <laughs> Coming up, I answer your dating questions and tell you where to go on your next date. There's plenty of options here in Montreal, and you're going to hear some of my favorite. You're listening to Solo in the City on CJAD 800. You're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. This is your guide to dating and getting social in Montreal. Welcome back to Solo in the City. And now we're going to talk about where you can take your date, fun and exciting new places. And Erica Diamond is going to help me walk through the events that are going on this week and it's a big week actually because what I really want to talk about is out-of-the-box dating ideas because 
I don't know. You, you're in a relationship, right? But you still go on dates, right? Of course. Of course. You date have night. to date. Date night, baby. <laughs> date night, baby. Oh, that's sounding really good. So what is your favorite date night with your hubby? Um, I like to keep it spicy. Sometimes, first of all, we're, we're kind of losers in the sense that we, we, we're both Wait, tired. Spicy so. and losers don't go right. well no, together. No, I know. Well, listen, that's what makes us great is sometimes we like to go out early. I will say that for me, a great date night with my husband starts early only because my youngest son is in third grade. So having a, a sitter and someone else do the whole bath, homework, dinner routine is my night out. So we go out early. I love to meet him, you know, for a drink at 6.30 somewhere. And then a great dinner. I love to do movies in the winter. Um, I, I, I love to do all different things. I'm, I have an adventurous side to me, even though, as I said, I'm a loser and I like to go to bed at 9 <laughs> o'clock at night. I have really a split personality. I have my quiet self and my wild child self. <laughs> well, I, I happen to love um, my favorite date night right now with my boyfriend is Tuesday night. I like to go to yoga together. We do a yoga class together. It really brings us, like, calms us down. Yeah. And then we really connect with each other, even though you're not touching, you're lying beside each other on a mat and your energy is just there. And then we go out for a nice, quiet dinner together. Beautiful. And, and it's, it's a beautiful way. We go every week, um, Vic Park, and then to Park Avenue, uh, Park Downstairs, the restaurant. Fantastic. Us so. too. We, my husband and I started spinning a few weeks ago together, Vic Park too. And I have to say, you're right. That is an afternoon date that we do together on the weekend. We, we love it. Great thing. So remember, that's one very important thing when you're dating. Um, keep it dating and don't ever stop dating. I want to date somebody for the rest of my life that's what I want to do yeah so so some of the top 10 things that I'm going to recommend out of the box IDs axe throwing at Rage Academy I mean show off that side of you right off the bat right so fun thing to do electric boating on the Lachine Canal um, you can get out there. You can do a little bit of exercise, not sweat too much. So you keep it all in check. Um, the try um, you can do at uh, the indoor mini golf. Um, it's a glow in the dark mini golf. So that's kind of fun to do as well. Uh, go skating. Do you like to skate? Um, my kids do. I, I skate on my ankles, but it is a fun. <laughs> it is a fun dating activity. So they have the indoor place uh, downtown at uh, yes. One Thousand de la Gauchetière. So that's a lot of fun. They, they also play, I think, like great music. You can get a yeah. hot chocolate even in the summer. It's fun. Yeah, all year round. It's a great thing to do if it's raining outside. Uh, go out, go out and do that. Um, order a picnic basket at Dinette Triple Crown. That's a lot of fun. And then there's a park right across the street from that restaurant, so you can take it and you can go sit down there. It's uh, a no fuss. Uh, no mess kind of date. Um, you know, it's fun. You can go in there, you create your own little basket together. So. Beautiful, and we have great sunshine now. So We do, we Perfect. do. Hit the bowling lanes. Bullying is fun, and uh, you can always teach each other how to do it. Also, pool. I like, I like going to pool halls. You know? I do, too. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? That provides a nice way to um, kind of interact with each other, have some physical contact. I, I right? was going to say, there's something about pool that's there very is. sort Show of... how to use the yeah, stick. like a chemistry thing going on between, you know, two people playing pool. And ladies, <laughs> by the way, when you know how to play pool and you can show the guy... They love it. I mean, that's it's it's really sexy, right? What about ping pong too? Like, I I can show my man how to play ping pong. I don't think that's as romantic, but <laughs> I don't know. Ping pong kind of works. Um, indoor rock climbing at Alaya. Love that place. That's a lot of fun, also. And um, you know, if you also can get certified in advance, it's a lot of fun because you can really help each other. Um, and also in the old port, Atelier de Saveur. This is a great place, and you can go in there and you can do cooking classes together. You know, you you kind of 
all create a meal together. Then you sit down. They have great wines there as well. So that's a, that's a really fun, it's fun a activity. Nice culinary kind of experience. Yeah, yeah, actually, there's a lot of places like that yeah. around town right now that you can do that. But that's just actually one of my favorites. Um, the chefs there are great as well. And um, then Friday night, the food trucks. It's the first Friday of every month. You can go down there and. Um, make a choice. I mean, there, there's so much there. And if you're not on a date, another thing I can tell you is go down and bring a girlfriend or bring your dog if you, you know, or a guy friend, go down there and stand in the, all the different lines and ask people, what are they ordering? What's their favorite? Which was their favorite food truck? You have uh, like such natural things to start a conversation with thousands of people that are down I, there. I feel like the summer is a time where all the winter hibernators come out. Everyone has their dogs, their coffee. Everyone's out. Yeah, and um, as my son's friend says, single and ready to mingle. <laughs> single and ready to mingle. Well, there, so these are just some of the things. And again, one of the one of the um, little tips that I tell people is you can create so many places to go out and meet new people. And make your A to Z list and beside every letter, write a place that starts with it. Even Z like the zoo. And you'll see that there's so many places where you can go out, be active, meet new people, and just enjoy. And especially during the summer, it's just endless. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know that uh, tomorrow I'm going to head over to Bota Bota. I'm treating myself. <gasps> I know. Oh, it's going to be like my you. birthday thing. I'm just going to go wow. there and enjoy the day and sit out on uh, the decks and take some hot tubbing and some steam and great lunch and a glass of Chablis. That's my day Sounds tomorrow. It's like complete perfection. Yeah, I'm so I can't jealous. wait to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't <laughs> and blame wake you. Up and, and enjoy the day tomorrow. So uh, I know we have a question that came in, you were saying? So we have a question. It says, Dear Cheryl, I went on a date with a coworker, and let's just say we didn't hit it off. But things uh -oh. are now slightly awkward at the office. What should I do? Sonia. Well, Sonia, <laughs> cardinal rule, don't mess in the office. <laughs> oh, come on. What happens no, if no, it just no. if, if the chemistry okay. happens with the guy sitting at the desk next to you? What do you do? Well, so here's the thing is, first of all, all I can say is if you're going to date somebody in the office, make sure that you've got the higher ranking position because <laughs> you don't want to be the one fired if it's really big. Um, thank goodness you only went out on one date. It didn't work. You just continue on and um, it'll probably just let itself go or you can just casually mention something you know we are much better co-workers than we are daters make a you know a cute or a flirty remark about it and then leave it alone and I think probably time is the best healer that over time everyone just settles back into their jobs we realize this didn't work and I'm sure two mature adults can hopefully uh, make it work 100% anyway if you have any dating dilemmas uh, you can contact me at info at solo in the city or 1-844-744-SOLO Erica, thank you so much. Another great show. And thank you for coming back and co-hosting with me. Thanks, Cheryl. It's been so much fun. Uh, join us next week on Soul in the City. We're here every Saturday night at 10 p.m. We are ready to always talk about how you can keep integrating social solutions. Because we all know it's all about the kiss. See you next week.